see the demon in you who doesn't wanna come out and play. I can see the demon in you who doesn't wanna come out and play. Everybody say fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. Hey, fuck this Everybody shit. say fuck this shit. Hey, fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. Hey, fuck this Everybody shit. Everybody say What's going down? Welcome back to the Fuck This Shit Podcast. I'm your host, Dre. We always start the podcast the same way. Thank you for taking the time out to listen to this motherfucker. Thank you for all of the social media engagement and all the interaction with everything. Thank you for uh, telling your homies and leaving reviews and all of that other dope shit. If you haven't already left your review, please leave a review. It's the dopest free shit that you could do. If you leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or any feedback on any episode on Spotify or Anchor, I will read it out loud on the podcast and we will talk more about it. We do not have any new subscribers or any new feedback today. So, wonk, wonk, wonk. But, it's all good. <laughs> um, if you're not already following on your listening platform, hit that little note so that you can get the notifications when we drop new shit. Um, if you want new episodes, bonus content each week, then you can subscribe for four ninety nine, and you will also get access to like 40 fucking episodes of prior content that are locked for anyone other than subscribers. So, uh, you know, if you want access to that bonus content, you want to support the podcast, you want to be one of my favorite people, if that matters to you at all, you know, there's a link in the show notes where you can subscribe for that four ninety nine. If not, I still love you, and that's why you get the content that you do. I try my best to keep these on a really uh, good schedule. I've been doing really great about being on Tuesdays and Thursdays every week for a good amount of time. But as real niggas who work real jobs have to do from time to time, uh, I switched up my work schedule, moved some things around, and as a result, my free time is a lot different. Like, the the times that I actually have to uh, to record this podcast and be able to get it done, it's really not the same as it was before I made some of these changes. Excuse me. Wow. Yeah, so... Now trying to like squeeze in my workflow with this is is a little different. Um, it's not to say that the I won't be able to produce the two episodes per week. Uh, I don't foresee that actually being an issue. Um, I'm just not sure what days they're going to land on. I think we're going to have to change the schedule of what days they come out, but I have to wait until my schedule stabilizes a little bit more to make an official call. I don't want to tell y'all, Oh, expect the podcast this day and this day. And then it changes again. So as of right now, just know that you'll get two free episodes a week. And if you pay the extra four ninety nine for the bonus content, you'll get an additional episode every week. And I'll, I'll st- structure those. Um, honestly, however I can, uh, just depending on what the week permits. Oh, I'll be yawning, y'all, because your boy is tired. Um, I've been trying to have a personal life uh, outside of just going to work and doing the podcast or whatever. So I've been going out, uh, kicking it, 
meeting new people and just really trying to explore the city I live in a little bit more, learn things about different places I haven't been. And it's uh, it's been fulfilling. It's absolutely been fulfilling, but I would be lying if I said it's not tiresome as well. I do get tired uh, trying to do all these things. And I, in a way, sometimes I guess like maybe not taking some of the time. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. I, I promise y'all I'm not going to keep yawning like this. Um, In some ways, not taking the time out to, like, make sure I'm getting the rest that I need. Um, And that's something I'm thinking about doing. I've never done this. I've never taken a trip or a vacation by myself and just went somewhere and just really relaxed. And I'm thinking about going to New Orleans. That's where I think I'm going to go. I think I'm going to take a trip to New Orleans by myself and just go and just immerse myself in the city and just have a good time. Uh, I never do anything by myself. Um, I'm always surrounded by other people. And it's not necessarily that that's a bad thing. I don't feel like it is a bad thing. Um, It's just that I've recently done things on my own here and there, little small things. And it is a certain, I don't really know how to explain it to y'all. For me, it almost builds confidence in myself in a weird way for me to go places by myself and just experience it alone in a way that kind of reinforces to me that my love for people is not a dependence because I really do love the interaction that I get from other people. I love to be around other people, my friends, family. Uh, I just love to interact with others. You know, it's just, it's big for me. I get, I get a big boost off of that shit, but so much so that there are times when I don't have people around me or I don't have, that immediate sense of companionship to lean to or community to lean to. And it feels like, I don't want to just say lonely because lonely is not really the word. It's, it's almost like empty. Like I don't have any, anything to pull from you know like it's just like like a void like it's just like I'm not sad or I'm not depressed or anything like that I'm not unhappy in any way but it's it's like it's like honestly bored is really the best way for me to put it it's it's almost a sense of of yearning like I want energy that's not there it's like man how do I get this energy how do I produce this just within myself And I guess that creates a feeling of can I operate without that? So for me to go do things on my own and have these experiences where even something as small as going and getting lunch by myself or going and sitting up at the bar by myself somewhere and just having a drink and hanging out for an hour or two. 
these small little things where I just spent this amount of time doing something and I enjoyed myself and it wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't feel like that weird, empty, I wasn't bored. I guess is the best way to put it. I wasn't, I don't like to be bored. Boredom feels like an empty white room for me. Like when I get bored, I literally feel like I'm sitting in a room with nothing but four walls in me. If I'm not engaged in something. And I, I just use people usually. So it just means a lot to me, I think, to be able to generate that from within. So that's something that I'm working on. That's why I think I'm going to take this solo trip. And I'm thinking New Orleans. I'm thinking Nola is where I'm going to go. Uh, I don't know if, you know, I don't know if that that means anything. I don't know how one thing about this podcast that's weird is I don't know how y'all feel about the different in and outs that it goes through sometimes. And this is something I don't struggle with in real life. So it's hard in a content creation setting because I don't, Sometimes I'm like, I don't know if I'm not keeping it light enough, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? So sometimes you turn something on and you don't turn it on for that. It's not supposed to be some deep personal introspection, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I try not to do that too much because I don't know how much y'all benefit from it or whatever. Uh, But yeah, that is that is what I'm on. That's some shit that I'm trying to do. Uh, I had some shit happen to me today that I want to talk about and I'm not sure if it is completely worthy of the break but I like to play the jingle so here's real nigga story time nigga story time real nigga story time so today so, okay, y'all, I, I let me tell you about this is this is why you never know how something small in your day or when you on the, your job or whatever, how it can impact the other people, because you just don't know what other people's day is like. You don't know what other people's life is like. You don't know what people been through. So you don't really know. Like. How your actions are impacting them on a greater way. So, I work today, you know, been working. I told y'all I'm a little tired now, whatever. Get off work. I get off work a little early, and I'm I'm sitting up there talking at work. I'm I'm talking to my coworkers about, I, I want some Popeyes. I got a craving for some Popeyes. And I don't know if y'all know this about me, but I really do not eat fast food like that. Uh... It ain't no, oh, I'm too good for it. It ain't like, oh, it's just so unhealthy. I can't bear it. Nothing like that. It's just ain't, it just ain't that good to me. Um, it's usually not fresh. They don't be giving a fuck about your shit when they put it together. Everybody in that motherfucker damn near underpaid. So the only places that I go are places that I don't even like to categorize as fast food because... They just don't give off that fast food, dusty, greasy ass essence. Like Chick-fil-A is not fast food. I don't give a fuck if they got a drive through. I don't care if the food is all fried and that it all comes out fast. And that, I don't care. They are not fast food. That is a quality dining establishment. 
that rivals any other in customer service. I will not let you slander Chick-fil-A and call it fast food. And I don't give a fuck that they're uh, homophobic Trump supporters either. I don't care. That chicken is fucking fire. There are some things that it's like, okay, so y'all niggas, let me tell you what it's like. This is my R. Kelly. Some of y'all niggas are still listening to R. Kelly on some, oh, I can separate the music from the person, blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, I can separate the chicken from the donations. I could separate the chicken from the political donations. Until that chicken sandwich stops slapping the way it do, all of them slap. The fried chicken sandwich, the deluxe, the grilled chicken club, the nuggets, the strips, the chicken salad, the cob salad, no tomatoes, extra corn, with an extra pack of them fucking crunchies, nigga. The fuck? Honey mustard dressing? One and a half packs. One and a half on that motherfucker. The sweet tea? Bussin'. The lemonade? Bussin'. The fucking frosted lemonade? Bussin'. That's not fast food. Taco Bell is fast food. Jack in the Box is fast food. Whack Arnold's fast food. Burger King, fast food. Sonic, fast food. Slow food, Sonic, slow food. Slow food, Sonic. You take a moment to shout out bitch-ass Sonic. Sonic used to be my spot. I used to fuck with Sonic. And Sonic didn't used to be slow like that. We used to go to Sonic on break for school. We used to leave Eisenhower, drive all the way to Sonic, pull up to the Sonic, order our food, get our food, and get all the way back to school, having had our Sonic, and not be late. Now, nigga, you pull up to Sonic and be like, yeah, could I get a uh, cranberry watermelon Sprite? Large, they be like, fuck you, bitch, nigga. We'll be there when we get there. Right there in the microphone. You be like, whoa, is that what I just heard? You be like, excuse me. They be like, no, I'm just playing 213. Then like, you like, what? And you sitting up there waiting on your motherfucking drink. And 10 minutes go by and you like, uh, all I got was a Sprite with some syrups in it. Like 23 minutes go by. They come all out there. They hand you your shit, cup all sweating. They done made your drink a long ass time ago. They sat it there so it would be slow so that you would have come back. That's how I be feeling. I be feeling like the niggas in these fast food places is like, we get paid by the hour. And if we get bad service, less people will come. And then our job will be easier. That's how I feel. That is how I feel. So anyway, got on this long ass tangent about all these different fast foods and how they bitch ass niggas to talk about Popeye's. Now, let me go ahead and give you my sidebar about Popeye's specifically. Popeye's is one of them places, fast food places that piss me off the most. Because when Popeye's is cooked right, when the Popeye's come out right, Popeye's be fucking bussing. The red beans and rice, the Cajun fries, the chicken spicy or mild, don't even fucking matter. The strips, the shrimp. Nigga, everything in that motherfucker good. They little desserts, bruh. They be having some fucking fire at Popeye's. But Popeye's about the most inconsistent motherfucker they got. Out of all of them. Popeye's gonna give you whatever. You just never know what Popeye's you gonna get. Popeye's is like a crazy bitch, bro. Who are just... She might come to your crib. And she might, you know... She might just... Start topping you off for no reason. Or she might come slash your tires with no fucking explanation. That's Popeye's. No, you just don't know what you're going to get from Popeye's. Because when Popeye's first dropped that chicken sandwich, I went and tried that motherfucker. And I had an unpopular take on that motherfucker. Because I said, 
the Popeye's chicken sandwich is better than the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. The Popeye's chicken sandwich is the best chicken sandwich fucking smoking. The problem is this, though. And see, when you say something like that, niggas ain't even hearing you no more. I know some of y'all niggas is already plugging your ears right now. Like, what the fuck? No. Hear me out. A properly cooked, fresh Popeye's chicken sandwich is the best chicken sandwich smoking. The issue is, how many times are you going to get that sandwich when you go to Popeye's? So if a Popeye's chicken sandwich is a 10 out of 10 if it's done right, but it's only done right 3 out of 10 times, what is it really? When a Chick-fil-A sandwich is a 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10 times. Chick-fil-A sandwich is always going to be a Chick-fil-A every time you go get That's why Chick-fil-A wins the best nuggets, the best sandwich, the best all of that. Because every time you get the food from Chick-fil-A, it's fucking fresh, nigga. They're not giving you no old ass food. They've been sitting there waiting on you all goddamn day. And they'll give you a Chick-fil-A, a fucking Popeye chicken sandwich that's just soaked in grease. Ain't even no sauce. The sauce don't even be the... the t- all right, y'all think I'm playing? How many times you done got a sandwich from Popeye's, McDonald's, any of these places? You done open it up and look at the sauce, and the sauce is not even the same color it would be if it was in a ramekin. If they had gave it to you on the sauce, the sauce would be lighter than that, but it's all dark now because it's been sitting on the fucking sandwich, and y'all know what I'm talking about. That's some Popeye's ass shit. But that's not what happened to me today. Because I didn't want the chicken sandwich. Because I knew that they're not consistent with the chicken sandwich. And I knew my best bet was just to get the chicken. I also didn't want to wait a long ass time. So I pull up. It's a car in front of me. And two cars in front of them when I pull up. The car in front of me is like at the window. Or at the at the thing. I'm just waiting. Chilling. It take like 10 minutes. For them to get their order taken. But I'm like okay whatever. They get their order taken. They move up. Now it's time for me to move up. So I'm sitting there for like. Seven eight minutes. Before somebody say something to me on the microphone. I'm like alright. This is what y'all on. It's like an hour and a half before they close y'all. I don't go to places within an hour of them closing. Especially fast food places. Because I know that they're going to. They literally frying your french fries in the fucking mop water. As far as I'm concerned, if you go to McDonald's or somewhere like that within an hour before they close, nigga, they taking the mop water, pouring it in the fryer and hard boiling your fries until it's done to a crisp, nigga. And that no, I'm just they not fucking with you. So I don't do it. I don't trust it. And I work in food service. I don't every time I say that people be like, damn, that's what y'all be doing. I've never seen anything crazy like that done to nobody's food, but I've never worked in fast food. I've only worked in dining like even even casual dining or fine dining i've never worked in fast food i've never worked anywhere where the cooks was getting paid like you know 725 an hour so i don't know what a nigga would do to your shit for eight dollars an hour what would a nigga do for what would you do for a klondike bar (laughs) anyway so it's like an hour and a half before they close i pull up first of all i missed out on this the whole order sign is knocked down and like all linked over. So you can barely even see what you're supposed to order. And that already let me know off the top. Like I'm at a, I'm at a hood ass Papados or not Papados, uh, Popeye's. I never been to Popeye's before or this Popeye's before. So I'm like, um, 
whatever, I'm already here. You type shit. I want this Popeyes. I'm away. So I can tell you, I wait like seven, eight minutes. They finally asked me for my order. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, let's let me get an eight piece of red beans and rice. So they're like, you know, bet that'll be a hundred thousand dollars. It's like twenty three dollars, shit like that. I'm like, God damn, nigga, y'all hit twenty three for an eight piece, but whatever. I couldn't. I, I, and this is the thing too. As you know, every place is like sometimes there's a smarter way to order your food to actually get everything that you want. But like they whole sign was knocked over and I ain't been to Popeye's in a long ass time. And I was trying to get a little bit more food than me and Bree would eat because I wanted a little bit of leftovers type shit. It was just whatever. It was easier to get the APs. So I get that or whatever. They like, okay, cool. So it's me. And two cars in front of me in this whole drive-thru. And I'm sitting here, y'all, for a good 30 minutes before I get up to the window. I finally get up to the window. And my nigga say, uh, he say, uh, I pay for my food. This is the most, this is the even more annoying thing. I pay for my fucking food and I'm sitting there for like another four minutes or whatever, like at the window, like four or five minutes. And he comes back to my car and he's like, um, it's going to be a 13 minute wait on, uh, on the chicken. Cause they got to drop some more chicken. Y'all in my mind, I'm just thinking I ain't never worked at a Popeye's before, but if the chicken take 13 minutes to cook, and it was only three cars in front of me when I arrived at this location 35 minutes ago at this point, damn near. At least 30 minutes ago. You could have dropped two whole batches of chicken in the time that we was here. And I know these niggas did not get 100-piece chickens. And I know that them fucking fryers in the back can fry more than an eight-piece. I know that there's no way that you're not dropping 40 pieces of chicken at one time. Easy. It's no fucking way you're not dropping a shitload of chicken at a motherfucking Popeye's, bro. So then I start thinking, and I be getting in my head about shit like this, y'all. I'm like, y'all are intentionally dropping the food slow and making the food slow so that you don't have to really, so that the line backs up so you don't have to take as many orders for the end of the night. Like, basically, you're trying to not work no more tonight. And y'all mind, you done. So it's like, if we take 15, 20 minutes for each fucking order, 30 minutes for each fucking order, we only going to be able to get so many cars through here. So, but this is just what I'm thinking in my head. So he tells me it's going to be 13 minutes. So can I pull up? I'm like, all right, bet, whatever. So I pull up. So then I'm sitting in a little spot to the side. I'm sitting there for like 15, 20 minutes. Soon as it hits 20 minutes, y'all, I'm like, fuck this shit. Because you already told me it's 13 minutes on the chicken. I'm already not understanding why if you already knew that you didn't have enough chicken when the car before me pulled up, why you weren't already dry. Like, why did you wait until I got up there and then y'all like had me sitting outside and you were like, oh, damn, I guess we should cook this nigga's chicken. But whatever, I'm already irritated about that. You already put me to the side and now you done told me it's 13 minutes, it's 20 minutes. Like, nigga, when my chicken got done, why the fuck y'all niggas wasn't bringing my chicken? Then I see this motherfucker come out and bring the car behind me, they shit, and they leave. I get out the car, y'all. I'm like, oh, yeah, y'all got, like, fucked up. Get out the car, walk into the Popeyes. I walk in. As soon as I walk in, the bitch look at me and say, oh, we got yours right here. Your, your, your chicken just came up. Oh, it just came up. But I'm looking at this chicken that been sitting up there. Like, that shit didn't just fucking come up. It might have came up seven minutes ago, but it didn't just fucking come up. But whatever. 
so I'm in my mind, you know, that's just me talking shit in my head. I'm not even saying nothing or whatever. So then they like talking around and then they start doing that shit that they do out here, which is why I always say, if you don't learn Spanish, you need to learn Spanish out here. Cause then they start talking to each other in Spanish. They going back and forth with each other in Spanish. And then the bitch going to turn around and look at me and be like, uh, excuse me, sir. What did you have again? How my chicken just came up and you don't even know what I had. How my order just came up, but you don't know what I ordered. Like, what the fuck is y'all in here doing? Where's my food? I've been at work all goddamn day. And that's why I said you never know what a motherfucking day been like. Because I would have never been that irritated over no motherfucking chicken. But my day was already so long. A nigga was already tired as fuck. You know what I'm saying? And I got off early for once. And it's like, oh man, I'm going to get off. I'm going to have this little chicken. Pull up, eat some chicken. Talk to my daughter for a little while. Knock my podcast out. Take a couple shots to my crown. And then go to sleep type shit. But no, these niggas want to have me at Popeye's for a fucking hour waiting on eight pieces of chicken and some fucking red beans and rice. Like, what the fuck? I was so fucking pissed off. y'all. I ain't never done a survey in my life. I tweeted these niggas. I did a survey on their ass. Nigga killed their ass on the survey. Um, They like, do you want somebody to reach out to you about your experience? Yes, I do. I want to talk to somebody about this. I'm done with it. But listen, y'all. I will say this. When I got home, that was some of the best fucking Popeyes a nigga that ever had. That shit was very fresh. Oh my God. It was very, it was so juicy. It wasn't overcooked. It wasn't overbreaded. It was, it was actually scrum diddly umptious. Am I going to take back my complaint? No, because it wasn't like, so you have to wait an hour for good Popeyes. Is that what it is? Like you fucking hand battered that shit. Like you went in Louisiana, you went and fried that bitch in Louisiana. <clears throat> Yo, stupid ass. Okay. Look, let me stop. It just upset your boy. That's all I can say. I can say that it thoroughly upset me the way that they, that the way that I was treated today. Popeyes, it's a reason why I don't fuck with y'all more often because Popeye's is good as fuck, but this be the shit I'm talking about, and this is why I just can't even fuck with it. It's cool. I'll eat something else. I'll eat Raisin Cane's. Raisin Cane's ain't nowhere as good as goddamn Popeye's. You ain't got to put no sauce on no Popeye's chicken. You cannot eat Raisin Cane's without the sauce. If you don't like the Raisin Cane sauce, you don't like Raisin Cane's. It's that simple. It's no way that you like them dried and bland-ass chicken, nugget, uh, ch- chicken strips if you don't like the sauce. Because they're not really that good. But you know what they are every time you go? Fresh and hot. The fries be fresh and hot. So even though it ain't nothing but ketchup and fries and that little sauce on the chicken, you know it's going to be hot, so it's going to be fire. And the chicken good quality. Nigga, Popeye's might give you a whole fucking piece of chicken and ain't nothing but that fucking thick-ass breading. Ain't no meat inside that motherfucker at all. And they just smooth counted that as one of your pieces. Now you got seven pieces. You got, now you got a $23 seven piece. Like, uh-huh. 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 That would never happen at some of these other establishments. And that's why I can't fuck with that be the thing. Niggas, we can't have nothing. Because the nigga shit be nigga shit. Popeyes is some some nigga shit. I know white people like Popeyes, but they some nigga shit. Be niggas working at Popeyes. And they be treating us like niggas and acting like they be just, they just be, uh. You like, man, why we got to be like this? And if I hear any of you white folks repeat what I just said. I'm just letting you know I'm not responsible for the consequences. Somebody might, you know, oops, up, side your head. Don't be like, oh, I heard Popeyes be on that nigger shit. Don't do that. Don't. Don't. (laughs) Anyway, man. 
That's it for real nigga story time, bro. That chicken was busting, but them niggas had your boy fucked up. Nigga, we gonna take our first break because, you know, we got to get money. We got to get money. So we got to have ads. We got to have breaks and shit like that. We got to get this bread. But if you know, niggas want to subscribe for the four ninety nine link in the bio. You know what I'm saying? You don't hear you. Don't, them niggas don't hear the ads type shit. So uh, <laughs> we'll be right back. Okay, y'all. So. In today's episode, one of the things I want to talk to y'all about, I want to talk to y'all about Florida. I want to talk to y'all about Florida and this crazy motherfucker, Ron DeSantis. The reason why I want to talk about these motherfuckers is because I believe Florida is becoming like the new model for modern conservatism. You know what I'm saying? Like when you thought about conservatives before, I feel like you were thinking more like Oklahoma, Texas. You know what I'm saying? Like how conservatives are in these places where they're like church people. You know what I'm saying? They're like strict anti-abortion and all these other things. But it's really all based and founded around Jesus. But I don't know if y'all didn't realize or not, but Jesus is really kind of going out of style right now with everybody. The whites, the blacks, everyone. See, the whites are looking at Jesus and they're like, it's some inconsistencies in your story, my dog. And the people who run your shit are pretty intolerant of uh, of other people's beliefs. And believe it or not, you know, it'd be lots of gay white people. Some of the whites are gay. Some of the whites have different uh, opinions on how to raise their children. Some white people uh, have different opinions on different things that just don't necessarily coincide with the christian church in the way that it should white people who grew up catholics or even hispanics who grew up catholics i'm not trying to say like only whites and hispanics are catholics but demographically speaking in america most catholics are white or hispanic you know what i'm saying from what i understand hit me up if i'm wrong about that but i'm not so um i don't think so anyway but uh catholics got their own thing i ain't never been no catholic I've only known Catholics and they'll tell you that they shit is fucked up. They'll be like, oh, the Catholic church is crazy. I don't really know anything about it except what comes out in the documentaries. I don't want to portray the whole Catholic church like they just in their fucking little boys because that's all that we ever hear about, about the Catholic church from the outside is that they fuck the boys. So I was, uh, as a boy, when my friends was like, do you want to come to Catholic church? I was like, mm-mm, because I heard they be fucking y'all in there and I don't want to get fucked on. So I never went to Catholic church. Um, but I do know that some of the some of the rigidness of Catholicism and Catholic schools and stuff like that. I feel like most of the atheists I know I know grew up Catholic. That's all I'm saying. But anyway, my whole thing is that Jesus is just not as hip as he used to be. White people are turning away from Jesus. Niggas is turning away from Jesus. I mean, and that's you know, that's the whole slavery thing. They say they use my nigga Jesus. And see, I still call him my nigga Jesus because I grew up in church. And from what I understand, if, if Jesus is not your nigga, you go to hell. And uh, I don't want to go to hell. So until I'm certain about that part of it, I'm a st- I don't be praying or nothing. I ain't going to cap. I don't be. Even when people have bad stuff happen to them, I'll be wanting to say, like, I'll pray for you. But I know I'm not going to pray for them. So I'll be like, man, you're going to get through that because ain't no prayers coming from me, bro. I ain't going to pray. But anyway. You know, black people are starting to be like they was using Jesus to justify slavery. So Jesus can't be for me, which 
you know, it's not the craziest argument I ever heard. It's not, it's not my testament, but when niggas say that, I definitely don't be like, oh man, come on, white Jesus is cool. You know, I be like, but bro, they was lying on my nigga. They be like, I don't care. That lie hell for too long. I'm like, I, I understand. I understand. So, um, the whole previous iteration of the conservative party that's like built around Jesus is just not going to stand any longer. It's just like, like that shit is slowly, that shit is dry. Motherfuckers are starting to look at Christians like cuckoos. You don't believe they starting to look at Christians like cuckoos. Let me play you a clip from a recent flight. Y'all, these niggas just hijacked the whole ass plane. Uh, none of the people on the plane wanted to hear that. When you, these niggas is on a commercial flight. They on a regular flight. They bought tickets with other people who bought tickets and just was like, we going to stand up, whip the guitar out. And we about to sing this bland ass music. First of all. I just want y'all to know this is how I'm not sure I'm going to heaven to begin with because this is how they was praising Jesus at the church that I went to. The songs that they were singing, I know that song. That's what they was on. Sometime my manager at my job will be singing gospel songs and she went to black church and I won't know the songs. I'll be like, and she'll like walk up to me singing it like I'm supposed to join in and I'll just be like, want, 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 can't contribute. But anyway, my point in paying y'all that clip is that this is what niggas think of when they think of Christians now. So the conservative party is having to adapt because they don't want to be completely associated with the cuckoos, even though, honestly, the right has no issue taking in all of the crazies. They're like, oh, QAnon, Christians, whatever, pull up. And it's crazy that Christians are the crazies now, but they really kind of are. You look at the way they be pulled up outside them abortion clinics, the way, and it's like the brazenness that people, motherfuckers, it's just crazy to me. If I seen somebody say, if somebody had hopped up on a plane and started like worshiping Allah, it'd have been a whole n- niggas with us, bro. First of all, where was the air marshal? Get these niggas the fuck up out of here. They gotta go. Anyway, the whole reason why we talking about Christians is because we talking about Florida and Florida has this super wonky conservative vibe that has nothing to do with Jesus. It is all about really, in my opinion, whiteness. I can't really see it really boiling down to much more than like white man, like th- like Florida stands for the white man. You know what I'm saying? Not even the white people, the white man and the white and, and white kids because they're the future of the white man <laughs> because that is the way DeSantis moves in Florida that's what they like that's that shit they like Florida is all about the culture war so the reason why I wanted to talk about it is because DeSantis is rattling off all of this shit in like rapid succession like all these different bills all this different shit you got don't say gay Disneyland 
the stop woke act like bro like even the shit that he names this shit is just so obviously uh it's like a dog whistle that's what they call it was a dog whistle politics where they like you know really what we saying is we want to keep this shit white but we're not gonna say that out loud we're gonna infer we're gonna imply it so like this is just all of these stories all of these stories i'm about to play are within the last four weeks like all of this has happened in the last month in florida a controversial new law went into effect in Florida this week, coined by opponents as the Don't Say Gay Bill. It forbids instruction on sexual orientation and gender identity for kindergarten through third grade. PBS NewsHour correspondent John Yang has more on what lies ahead. Judy, Governor DeSantis says the law is necessary to protect parents' rights to consent to discussions around sexual orientation and gender identity in the classroom. Here's the governor signing the bill into law on Monday. I don't care what corporate media outlets say. I don't care what Hollywood says. I don't care what big corporations say. Here I stand. I'm not backing down. And so in Florida, we will make sure that parents can send their kids to school to get an education, not an indoctrination. This morning, Republican Governor Ron DeSantis escalating his fight against the house that Mickey built, pressuring state lawmakers to repeal Disney World's unique self-governing authority, the little-known Reedy Creek Improvement District that dates back to the late 60s. They will be considering the congressional map, but they also will be considering termination of all special districts that were enacted in Florida prior to 1968, and that includes the Reedy Creek Improvement District. How unprecedented is it for a governor to take on Disney in Florida? It's highly unusual to see an out-and-out -out fight between one of the most powerful and important co uh, companies in the state. Political insiders say the battle is really over Florida's new parental rights and education law. Which opponents, including some vocal Disney employees, call the Don't Say Gay law. Disney's CEO Bob Chapek initially noncommittal, saying after the governor signed the bill into law, our goal as a company is for this law to be repealed by the legislature or struck down in the courts. This state is governed by the interests of the people of the state of Florida. It is not based on the demands of California corporate executives. Disney's special self-governance, which covers 40 square miles, allows the company to provide many of its own services, like fire departments, road construction, and building and zoning. We begin here tonight, though, with Governor Ron DeSantis. Busy day signing a group of laws into law today. Has huge impacts on Florida. Good evening, everyone. Welcome here to ABC Action News at 530. I'm Paula Grohl. It all started today with House Bill 7, the so-called Stop Woke Act. It prohibits Florida's public schools and private businesses from making people feel uncomfortable or guilty over their race, sex, or national origin. The governor's saying, quote, we believe in education, not indoctrination. That was just one of several bills that the governor signed, capping off a very busy week in Florida politics. The governor also signed three bills targeting the Walt Disney World Company, and he also signed into law the new congressional maps uh, into law today. I know that was a lot, but there is a lot. So I just wanted to play it all, just get it all out the way. And we can go backwards and we could parse it all out. 
piece by piece. Maybe it won't be in order because the first thing I want to say is kind of from the middle of the video. I did not have a group of people outside chanting, say gay, say gay, say gay on my 2022 bingo card. I don't know if y'all had the say gay chant, but I, I didn't. <laughs> I just didn't see that that's where we were going this year. I thought that we were all going to be outside playing with each other. Pause. Well, not pause, cause you know, but you know what I mean. I mean, I thought it was just going to be fun times. No more COVID. Everybody's going to be happy. But no, no, no. So, okay. Don't say gay, Bill. The thing about it is, is that it's crazy to me how they so the bill is basically saying that up until third grade you can't you can't have any any studies or any education you can't say anything that alludes to the existence of homosexual or transgender people basically that's what it basically comes down to me so like if you're a kindergarten teacher you can't talk if you're a woman you're a kindergarten teacher you can't talk about your wife because you telling the kids about gay because you gay and you the devil so you could teach them you could be devil teacher but you have to keep that devil shit to yourself because if the kids know you gay and they like you because you're a good teacher then they'll think that gay is a part of being a good teacher. See, what y'all don't understand is that it's all about representation. It's C1B1. It's the reason why us as the black community like to see black doctors and lawyers because we like, ooh, little black kids will see black doctors and lawyers and be like, I could be that too. So the Republicans are like, little straight kids will see little gay teachers and be like, oh, if I want to be a teacher, then I got to suck dicks too. So, okay. I don't actually think that's how it works. I don't think you can, I think, you know, I want to take a moment to acknowledge something that I heard. Uh, it was actually on another podcast and it was, I had never considered this shit ever, but it made so much sense. And basically he was talking about how, you know, people talk about being gay is not a choice as a way to like make it acceptable. You know what I'm saying? For gay people to have the rights that other people have basically. But in truth, my man made a solid point when he was saying, who the fuck cares if it's a choice or not? Like, it's still not your business. Even if motherfuckers is out here choosing to be gay. Why? Like, so what? It doesn't matter. Like, someone's sexual preference or orientation or what they want to do is not. It's like the least interesting thing about a person in truth. Unless unless you are sexually interested in a person, their sexual preference doesn't it's like not your business at all it doesn't even matter and then if they're not interested in you back it still doesn't matter it's like so many things that have to be going on for like who somebody wants to fuck to be any of your business you know what i'm saying even if they're your kids by the way even if your kids might be gay or something like that it doesn't it doesn't matter it's not really your business and it's not i would venture to say I know it's not because there be motherfuckers who be gay in front of their parents and they be pretending they're not gay their whole life and they not being some fake version of themselves. They not not being themselves. They just not letting their parents know that they're gay because, in truth, it's not the biggest part about them. It's not a major part of their personality. You know what I'm saying? It's just 
something and it's still fucked up that they have to do that i'm not saying it like oh it's so small you can just do it all the time like that's not what i'm saying it's still fucked up that you would need to do that or feel like you would need to do that but my point is that the reason you can do it is because it's not a part of your personality in many ways it is kind of like being black or being whatever because it's just like something you are and there are uh not continuities uh the similarities or or there there are patterns within different cultures that may stand out like you know there are certain shit there's a lot of shit that gets labeled as some black shit even by black people you know what i'm saying not i'm not saying it as a negative thing we got plenty of shit that we like oh yeah that's some nigga shit just like it's plenty of shit where you like okay like there's mannerisms that men have or women may have and you'd be like okay they probably gay but that doesn't even matter as a part of who they are. And that's just, to me, I just had to take that little sidebar because all of this shit against gay people just doesn't make any sense to me because it's just so pointless. But that's kind of what my point is about what DeSantis and the and the and the and the conservatives are doing. That's kind of their vibe. They kind of wasting all of this space and air talking about nothing. And making laws and just just taking up all this air and getting people on their team talking about shit that's not even their business to give a fuck about. I'm of the belief that as a parent, it is not my business what my child's sexual orientation is. Like, that is her business. So as a governing entity, and it's just so crazy to me that, like, the cognitive dissonance of the right to be like, the government shouldn't interfere with your personal life. The government should be able to tell you whether or not you can express your sexuality or not. Like that is interfering with your life. What the fuck? Like there's no agenda being pushed to like indoctrinate the kids on some gay shit. Then here's the craziest thing. So the bill is from K through third grade. So what proponents of the bill will say is, you know, you shouldn't be talking to kids about sex at that age at all. And I would actually disagree with that too i think that sex is not really an adult topic it's just a it's it's, a, it's like something that happens between usually adults but it's not like it doesn't require adulthood to and even that that barrier of like sex is for adults like that just leads in my opinion to miseducation to kids or them not getting a full grasp of what the the subject matter is because that's not the whole story like maybe it would be better off if only adults had sex but that's definitely not the way that occurs you know what i'm saying i i think that we might actually do better to talk to kids about sex at a much younger age especially when you consider the fact that like can you imagine the mentality of a child who's being abused who doesn't understand anything about the abuse that's occurring to them you know what I'm saying? Where like your only lens of learning about sex is through the abuse that you suffer from the adults around you. And no trusting adult will talk to you about sex or sexuality in any way whatsoever. So you don't even have an outlet to be able to feel comfortable to say like, oh, this is happening to me. Like, you you know what I'm saying? When all the adults talk to you and they're like, oh, yeah, sex is for adults and kids who have sex are bad. Then like, where is your outlet to like find refuge or seek safety in that situation? So, I mean, even just on that notion that they'll say, oh, well, you know, we shouldn't be talking to them about about homosexuality at that age because we shouldn't talk to them about sexuality at all at that age. I disagree with both. If it 
kids have a different level of curiosity. All kids do. And I feel like when you stifle that and you're unwilling to answer those questions and go into that realm with them and let them explore that curiosity, you're really holding kids back when you do that. So I just fuck that mentality as well. But moreover, they not even doing it to protect the kids from nothing. They literally doing it on like that culture war shit to get motherfuckers to to literally vote for them to keep the kids straight on some goofy shit. Like what the fuck? So the next story that was a part of that clip was the Disney story. Because if you if you listen to DeSantis, he says certain things all the time. You know, we, we won't be bullied by these corporations. By these woke corporations. He even he even makes a point to talk about how Cal- Disney is a California corporation. We're not going to be bullied by these by these mega California corporations, whatever, whatever, because that's that shit where they're trying to message to their base like, oh, yeah, we're for the everyday people. We're for what you believe in and what you want. Right. But really, it's just we've built up and conjured up this issue to rile y'all up and get you behind so we don't have to talk to you about anything real. You know what I'm saying? Like any of the tangible things that government is supposed to do, the right has avoided having to talk about any of that stuff. And now they've made it to where if you try and talk about that stuff, you're trying to get off the issues. Like you don't want to talk about our kids because they know that kids is like, oh man, I might catch some shit for this. But I'm going to be honest, for a motherfucker who ain't got shit going for their life, they so quick to lean on the kids, bro. They so quick, oh, we got to protect the kids. We got to protect the kids. It, I swear, them motherfuckers always be the motherfuckers who don't got nothing going on. Nothing. They be sitting at home eating Doritos with 50 fucking kids. They be the, let me stop. Let me stop because I'm trying to not call them what I want. They be the, they be the trailer trash. They be the white trash. That's who it be. That's who be the protect the kids motherfuckers. They be the, okay. And, and that's what California is. It's just full of them fucking hillbilly ass government assistance. Like Florida is the new right for real. It's like I'm on government assistance, but I also hate the people on government assistance. Like that's Florida anyway. So DeSantis is doing all this messaging about the corporations and Disney is like, Okay, and just to be clear, Disney did not, out of the goodness of their heart, decide, oh, maybe we should advocate for all of these people because blah, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. That is not what happened. What happened was Disney got a bunch of pushback because niggas is like, your whole brand is diversity and inclusion. And you you donate politically to these people who are pushing this through that's where all this came from is that disney was still giving desantis and all them niggas money until motherfuckers was like bruh the fuck y'all really backing this is your mans and they were like oh oh no 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 not really so they pulled their donations saying basically that they advocating for this bill to be repealed and blah, 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 because of the pressure that they got from public pressure. Well, DeSantis claps back and he's like, fuck that. We taking away your special designations. So Disneyland or Disney World is so motherfucking big that Disney World, so, uh, Disney World is as big as San Francisco. So it's so big and requires so many public services and shit like that, that they have their own special designation so that they can provide those things for themselves. So essentially, they 
are designated and carved out of the counties that it resides in so that those counties don't have to foot the burden of trying to finance the public services that fucking Disney World requires because they couldn't afford it. Right. So like the, the to, to be clear, the special designation of Disney World is not really a thing to help Disney World. It, it makes their operation smoother and easier. But overall, it benefits the residents that live around there. So basically this shit that DeSantis is doing now. And this is this is the crazy shit. This is what Republicans do to me. Because he's not actually advocating for anything real that government should be doing. He is just impeding on government processes of other entities to prove his little stupid ass point. So the two counties that Disney World does reside in are going to have to pay higher taxes to account for the fact that Disney World provides its own fire station and fucking like infrastructure services like Disney World takes care of itself. And now the residents who live around Disney World are going to have to take care of fucking Disney World financially that's the way that works so it's just like it's just crazy to me how but like i'm saying all this to say that decision by desantis is wildly popular by like think about it think back to all the clips that that ran through the three clips that that ran through every time desantis gets done talking the rumor erupts in the cheers they love him all the time, every time he signs one of these bills, he's got like a group of kids around him watching him sign this bill of hatred. <laughs> and like what I don't understand is how do they screen the kids? Do the parents like enter some evil conservative raffle? They probably have to pay because that's how the conservatives are. They're like, do you want your kid to stand next to Ron DeSantis? Pay $10 to have their name put in a drum. And they probably take all the little $10 from the babies who wanted to be pictured in this evil moment. And then they like use it to i don't know do some more fucked up shit because that's what they be on stealing donations and shit anyway so that's the thing with DeSantis and disney then and this is all in the last month so then he he passes the stop stuff the stop woke act my nigga the stop woke act first of all y'all naming skills is bogus that's trash I don't even know what the woke stands for. It's an acronym. It's it, basically this is the bill where they're like, we don't want you to make white people feel bad for being white. Which is crazy to me. It's what's super crazy to me is that they can pass this bill. That's like, we don't want the way you teach kids or anything that you say to be able to make anyone feel guilty or responsible for anything that happened in the past or anything like that but there was no problem over the entire expansive american education system for you to be indoctrinating all these black kids with this information as though the only people in america to attain any real success or achieve anything or push this country forward were white right it was perfectly fine for us as black people to only know our history as slavery forever. Like, oh, y'all were slaves and now you got free and now y'all pretty much broke. But, you know, psh, you know how that be. It was no issue with like the emotional or, you know what I'm saying, uh, implications that they may have on the, the psyche or 
or motivation or self-image or self-esteem or all the black kids who've been going through this school system the whole time. That was never a factor. It never mattered because, I mean, facts is facts, right? It ain't our fault. Y'all only got one president. You only got one. Maybe you should have been better. Now, if we want to teach the context within that, what how that happened, like, well, of course, there's only one black president. I mean, for the first 150 years of presidents, you couldn't, you know what I'm saying? You were slaves. So there was no, there was no black 100 years. You know, sorry. Only, you know, but it, it's, it's, it's just wild to me, the shit that they will do. And it's crazy to me, the shit that they will get behind. Like, it doesn't even make sense to me. Even from the perspective of it's going to make somebody feel bad. Like, okay, let's say hypothetically speaking, you're in a class and you're a little white kid and they're like, um, let's say they want to go deep in your class for whatever reason. They're like, let's explain the racial wealth gap. If you walk away from that feeling guilty, that's your own fucking problem. You didn't do shit. The fuck? What? Do white people, do y'all really? Is that how you feel? Because I'm going to be honest with you. And this is something that the black community, I feel like, really feels envious of. I didn't think y'all had a collective consciousness. I didn't think that white people attributed the deeds of all white people to all white people in the way that black people do. Like when y'all see a white person do some crazy shit, y'all don't be like, oh, y'all making us look bad. The way that black people see one black person do some shit and be like, damn, you making us look bad. Like every time OJ do some shit. And we be like, bro, shut the fuck up. It's because we like you making all black people look bad. That's why black people still care what OJ does. That's why black people care what ignorant black people do. That's why we even care about Candace Owens and Ben Carson and all that, because we feel like you making us look bad. And I didn't think white people had that. I thought that y'all were like, oh, well, wasn't me. So it's just crazy to me that they got this whole bill out to make sure that we don't make white people feel bad because of what? Some shit that you like, some shit that y'all will so quickly tell us you didn't even fucking do. Like, I don't get it. I, I do get it, though. I just don't get how it, I don't get why it sticks the way it does, because these same people who will tell you like you find one of these people who's like anti CRT. Don't teach my kids this shit. Da, 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 da. Let them scroll past one of those posts of a black baby and a white baby hugging. They'll be like, oh, this is what we need more of. You know what I'm saying? Ask them about the little black boy who lives in their neighborhood who they just love. Because there, there is one. Oh, we wouldn't we wouldn't look at him any different than da 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. And like individually break down the barriers that that particular kid has to making it. And they will probably empathize with you like, yeah, you know, this, that, and the third, whatever, whatever, whatever. Like even the fact that conservatives are so quick to lean on the fact that the black community has such a broken home system like the black family is so fucked up like my nigga black families have been being forcibly removed from one another since we arrived on this continent they was like damn that's wild you had these babies we about to sell you across town we about to move you out here we about to like all of these things actually happen so it's like you're cool talking about it when you blaming us for like our condition, but you don't want to talk about the things that led to that condition at all. And you don't want your kids to learn about it. And you don't want our kids to learn about it. So that things can't whatever, whatever. And and this is the thing. 
this whole circular ass nonsensical conversation that I've been having with myself around this right now is exactly what they want to happen and why this shit is in the news. And I left on a part of that very last clip for a reason. Because in all of this stuff that they've been doing, the don't say gay, the war against Disney, the stop woke act, all of this shit. While they've been doing all of that this whole time, they've also been redrawing the con- the congressional districts in in uh, Florida, and they they snuck they snuck that through and passed that as well. While they pass all this shit that's on national media about all these things that don't matter at all, especially when you're talking about politics and you're talking about government and policy, none of these things matter at all. They redrew the congress the congressional districts right before the midterm elections, and apparently they're so heavily skewed towards like basically when they do that, I feel like most of the people who listen to this podcast have an idea what gerrymandering is. But basically, they redraw the congressional districts, and they don't have to have any rhyme or reason. So they literally will be like, "Hmm, where are all the black and brown people?" And they'll they do one of two things: they'll either redraw the districts to where they'll make a district. So like maybe there's four districts that have enough black and brown people in them where they will likely vote Democratic because that's why they skew against black and brown people because they don't vote Republican because Republicans don't like us. So anyway, um, what they'll do is they'll redraw the districts in like a funky ass way where most of those people will be in one district. Like most of the black and brown people in those four districts will be in one district. And then those three remaining districts now are more heavily concentrated white. So now instead of having four districts that could go either way, you have one district that'll definitely go blue, but the other three will definitely go red. And that's essentially what they did to the whole state of Florida. Um, And they did so in such a way that there's all this, you know what I'm saying? They're contesting it and it's going to go to court and all this other stuff. But none of that shit is in the news. And that is why. DeSantis is the model for the new Republican Party. That's why Florida is the model for the new conservative party. You're going to see it in this new national election cycle because it's midterms coming up in November. They're not going to talk about anything real anymore ever again. Everything will be identity, everything. And it was always kind of like this. It was always like this to a degree. I'm not saying that this hasn't always kind of been a fixture of the right. But now that's all you're going to see from them from now on. There's not going to be the guys of, oh, we're fiscally conservative. You know, we don't want to spend money on these programs, anything like that. It's all going to be the left wants to turn your kids gay. The left wants you to feel guilty, guilty for being white. The, the left wants you to feel guilty for having money. They want you to, like that's that's going to be all of it. Woke culture is coming for you. They want to cancel you. They want to cancel everything that that that's that's what it's all going to be now. And. I don't know. Just seeing all of it and hearing all of it, I I felt like I had to have some kind of commentary on that. I really wanted to talk about it to some degree. Um, I don't have a uh, solution or end all be all to that. More so just it's just kind of something that I had noticed, like that shift in, in what's happening. And that's why you see like the popular people on the right now are like the Marjorie Taylor Greens and the Matt Gateses and like the Lori Bobons or however you say her last name, Bobin or whatever. And like, like these motherfuckers are nuts. They are crazy. And even like this nigga Matt Gates is currently going through 
a criminal proceeding, a trial, because they like, we think that you paid young girls to have sex with them. And he's like, this is cancel culture. Nigga. What? But anyway, so that's that's literally all I had to say about that whole situation. It was it was wild to me. It's been crazy. I've been kind of watching it. It's been so much back to back to back to back to back that I just felt like, fuck it. I want to talk about this. I want to I want to get my two cents in on this. It's a lot of other stuff I wanted to talk about. And I'm going to I got clips galore, man. I mean, really locked in on getting this content down. And uh, so the bonus episode, I already got plans for the bonus episode this week. I might record that when I get off today. It's so early. This is Saturday. I'm about to finish this episode and put it up before I go to work. So I know y'all, the schedule's been hectic, but I fuck with y'all for sticking with me. Um, I might, yeah, we're going to do one more break. And we're going to come back with a segment that we haven't had in a long time. I feel like it's been a while since we had a white people do this. So I know y'all been following this Johnny Depp case. Um, and before we get started, I just wanted to know, I want to put it out there. I know domestic, uh, domestic violence and the verbal and mental and physical abuse that was within that relationship, because I'm going to be honest with y'all. A lot of y'all is acting like Johnny Depp was just getting punched on all day. And, and even though Amber Heard is clearly a crazy bitch. That nigga is really crazy too. Like them niggas was fighting, and I don't know why y'all don't act. Y'all are acting like you don't know relationships like that, where it is just a toxic ass relationship where them two niggas be fighting like they as equals. But that is essentially what it seemed like to me. It seemed like two crazy motherfuckers who like to get really high and really drunk and have a lot of fucking money so they can do what the fuck they want, getting really high and really drunk, and then proceeding to do what they do whenever they get too high and too drunk, and. I will say that I've watched a lot of it and and don't get me wrong, bro. That bitch is crazy. Like he's crazy too, but it's just like two different kinds of crazy next to each other because she's controlling, manipulative, uh, uh, degrading you crazy. He's like self-deprecating crazy. You know what I'm saying? He's like, I'm going to get too fucked up because I had a bad day and, and punch holes in walls and do crazy shit. But I feel like we all knew Johnny Depp was crazy. You know what I'm saying? So like little shit like this. So we all hear the story. We all know the story about when she severed that nigga's fingertip off, when she like threw the ball at him and it damn near cut his fingertip off. But then when you watch the trial, my nigga was like writing messages with the blood from his finger on shit in the, in the house like after the shit went down. And then when the blood dried up, my nigga dipped his finger in some paint and it kept writing more messages. Like, this nigga is crazy. You know what I'm saying? I fuck with Johnny Depp. I like Johnny Depp movies. You know what I'm saying? I like Blow. That nigga is nuts. That nigga is nucking futs. And it's just a lot of shit in the in the in the trial that was, was it was wild. It was wild. You seen that. 
So, some of the shit, though, that where I'd be saying, like, she's, like, manipulative and all that shit or whatever is, like, you would see that she would, like, set him up to record him doing crazy shit just so she had, like, videos and pictures of him extra fucked up and doing crazy shit. And I'm just like, if we supposed to low-key be together, you can't be over here plotting on me like that. Because that's exactly what she was doing. To me, anyways, like, she was plotting on that nigga the whole time. And... It's just wild. You you do like the more details you hear about the relationship. It's a lot of shit where you can see it. It appears to me she knows how he gets when he gets in like his little weird depressive fits or whatever. And for whatever reason, she gets off on seeing him like that because it appears to me that she'll like push him to that point so that she can see it. And then she think it's funny, which is crazy, which is why I say she's crazy. But he's crazy, too, because some of the shit he be doing, a motherfucker could not push a, a, a regular motherfucker to do. Like, some of the shit that he be doing behind her is only shit a crazy nigga would do. But there was one instance in this whole ordeal. And if, you, if you've if been listening to this, I know you know. I know you can tell that I didn't bring it up on purpose. If you haven't been, I got to play you. Another, I know this has been a clip-filled episode of the Fuck This Shit podcast. I got to play you one more clip today because you got to hear exactly from Johnny Depp what Amber Heard did. Photograph. What was the photograph of Mr. Depp? It was a, it was a, it was a photograph of the bed, our bed. Um, and on my side of the bed, um, was human fecal matter. Um, So I understood why it wasn't a good time to go down there. Um, My initial response to that was, I mean, I laughed. It was so outside it was so bizarre and so grotesque that i could only laugh um and um so i did not go down there that day and then she she started to she was telling me about the um she brought up the situation of the uh, fecal matter on the bed. And I, uh, <laughs> uh, and she tried to blame it on the dogs. But why, the do- didn't you, why didn't you think it could have been the dogs? The dogs were they're teacup Yorkies. They, they weigh about four pounds each. Um. Y'all, she shit on that nigga's pillow. She shit on my nigga's pillow. Uh, and I'm sorry I had to play such a large clip. Like, did Johnny Depp talk so fucking slow? Like, when you watching this fucking trial, that's one thing, bro. Johnny Depp, bro, like, 
dog. I don't know if it's the drugs. I don't know if it's just like his vibe or what, but the way he tells stories, it takes a very long time for a sentence to be completed. <laughs> I can't fuck with that. That shit is kind of, I, I, it made it, it's difficult to clip because it's like, I really wanted to play y'all, obviously him saying she found the shit, but then I also wanted to play all the part where the lawyer asked, well, how did you know it wasn't the dogs? And he's basically trying to find a way to not say because dad was some big ass shit. Like, what the fuck? Like, because they little ass dogs and I know my dogs don't shit big like that. That's people shit. What the fuck? Did you see the picture? Like, that's what he wanted to say to her. Did you see the picture? Do you have dogs? Do you know? The di- because a dog shit there. That's why. That, I mean, I'm sorry. Because a person shit there. That's why. Because that's her shit. That is a person who shit on that. Bruh. I've never hated somebody enough to shit on their stuff to be like, oh, you know what? My nigga said, they said, what was your reaction? He said, bro, I laughed. What else could you do if you found out somebody had shit on your bed? That all I'm saying, y'all, is niggas would never. You could play me this story and not tell me the people involved. If you told me that this was some black people, I, I'm, I'm not even going to cap at you. I, would, I wouldn't believe you. I would think you was making it up. I would be like, you're a racist and you, you're you like, there's no way. This is y'all. Y'all got to hold this one, white folks. I know abuse happens everywhere and all of this, but she shit on that man's pillow. It's nothing. What? You know what it made me think of? It made my daughter ask me. She was like, do you break in a song in a podcast? I was like, not that often because whenever things happen, in, in real life, you know what I'm saying? If it's like a phrase, I feel like lots of people do this. It's like a phrase from a song or it makes you think of a song. You might like sing the song a little bit. But when I heard this, y'all, all I could think of was lay your head on my pillow. <laughs> Yo, I'm out. Um, that's all I got for y'all on today's episode. Thank y'all for tuning in as always. We'll fi- we'll figure out a new uh, effective schedule within the next few weeks, but you'll still get your two free episodes and your one bonus episode every week. If you're not already subscribed for the $4.99, the link is in the show notes. Please hit that subscription. That shit, man, it gives me the juice and it puts money in my pocket that allows me to be able to take time away from work to focus on giving y'all a more quality and consistent product. And is that not what you want? Is that not what you want? That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So, yeah, man, if you're not already a subscriber, subscribe. You get more content. If not, it's all good. If you haven't already left a review, please leave a five-star review. It's the dopest free shit you can do. If you're listening on Anchor on Spotify, there's a space for you to leave your feedback on every episode. All feedback will be read out loud on the next episode. Five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts will be read on the podcast as well. So, please tap in and do those for your boy. I greatly appreciate it. Until then... I love y'all as always, man. I will see y'all on the next episode. Peace. Yeah, double up the respect. Came through the wire, fresh out the fire. My mic check. Leaning and rocking, feel it yourself. It's high tech. Moving pieces all on the board. My nigga trying to see. Mm. My gift to God, honest. 
Escape trials and tribulations, fighting your honor. Shark in the water, grabbing for paper like I'm Nirvana. Code of honor that I follow, my nigga, is worth billions. Huh. Homie, fuck your greasy granny them. He been slapping shit so long, they gotta come and Grammy him. He so fly, he walk on stars, solar systems carry him. Bank account status when they marry him. Billions. Uh, make sure you say it two times. Dre, Dre, nigga. Make sure you say it two times. <laughs> Trying to see the salad with the croutons. Laying the foes down like futons for the... Billions. Yeah, man, you not tuning in there. Fuck this shit podcast. And billions 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 and